Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Thanks, everybody, for taking the time to come and listen to us and our fantastic guest. Uh, and I, I should ask you, is your name pronounced Roop? Is that correct? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so I'm a Finn, so in Finland we say Arope with an O. So you can think of how you pronounce then Robert, and you just leave out the earth at the end. So it's so it's the same O sound. So Rope. Rope. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Thank you for correcting me. So we're here with and and actually I should ask, how do you say your last name? Well, okay. So that's then. Um, Rainisto. So, but uh, but uh, actually, that's that's then usually then then quite okay. So then pronounced by most people. So, okay, fantastic. So we have Rope Rainisto. Yes. Hopefully that's not too bad. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> wonderful. So we are super excited because we want to dive into your collection, Life in West America, which was dropped on Brain Drops about two weeks ago. Two weeks and one day ago released and it's been really resonating with a lot of collectors a lot of whom were not that interested in ai art or photography art before and this for my admittedly very uh, amateur eye in both of these art forms felt like a fusion felt like something different and so we're really excited to talk to you about yourself as well a little bit about your background the background of this collection your thoughts on innovation. I was listening to your other spaces. I know you're a great inventor and innovator. So this is super interesting to think about as it applies to art and different art genres and art forms, especially as the technology keeps evolving and the technology is part of the medium. So we wanted to talk about some of that. It's so we really appreciate everybody who's here at the Twitter spaces. This will be recorded. We'll put it out on our podcast as well. So if you want to listen at one and a half speed and all that kind of stuff uh, at the gym, you'll be able to do that. And uh, we also have a DECA gallery that I'll pin up here shortly so we can look through some of the images and some of the folks in the community have been excited to hear your thoughts on these specific pieces, uh, a few that were selected because we know that you spend a lot of time on each of these individual pieces and thinking through them. So that's the plan for today. Um, my name is P, I'm Aston Cloud. If uh, anybody wants to give me a follow, we're at Collector's Corner. And I'm here, of course, with my fantastic co-host, Jared underscore Paws, who is also the founder of the 8NAP Digital Asset Fund. And really quickly, how are you doing today, Jared? Doing really well, man. Uh, I just got my first meal in for the day. So <laughs> it's just been one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest here. Got it. Well, well, Jared has blood sugar now, so... We'll be rearing to go for this one. And uh, yeah, Rope, uh, how, how are you today? Good, good. So I'm in, yeah, so I said, so hey, everyone, and I'm in Helsinki, so it's then uh, 10 p.m. So it's been a slightly then a long day, but I usually then go to bed away past midnight, so it's still fine So for me. So, <laughs> But I am a bit tired, but um, that's fine. Well, we really appreciate you making the time for us. I know that things have probably been quite busy for you since your collection released, Life in West America, and how much attention it's been getting. So thank you for taking the time to speak to us and, and the broader community. Maybe we could start just with a little bit of your background, especially as it pertains to you know artificial intelligence technology and art. 
Sure. Well, I'll then try to give a short, you know, intro of myself. So, um, I'm, as I said, so I'm a Finn. I'm in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, I've been working them professionally as a kind of professional designer for 25 years. So, uh, my, uh, I have a, a master's of science degree in um, information networks, computer stuff. So, I've been working as a kind of UI UX um, concept designer for a, a long, long time. I'm a Finn, and then every Finn, you know, at one stage of their work, then did smartphones. So uh, working for the big then company here in Finland. So I, I also worked a decade over then at uh, Nokia and the Microsoft. Uh, I made in the a fantastic <clears throat> a Windows phones also for a while, and then uh, after that, I'm then one of the founders of this a virtual reality company called then Vario. So Hario makes high-end uh, uh, the virtual reality uh, hardware and software. And then roughly then two years ago, I then quit. So I had my midlife crisis. So I'm now then 43. So I thought um, I will now then try to do something else. And I became an independent uh, freelancer slash consultant and so on. I did want to try to do some more arts. So I've been doing that for the whole of my life. So uh, ever since I, I was at so I've been taking um, photos for like then 30 years. So I think I got my first camera when I was like 13 years old. And so I've been doing that for a long, long time. I also uh, uh, then played in some bands and then stuff like that. So I've been certainly trying to do it in arts. But for a long, long time, I've been working only as a kind of the professional. So then wanted them to do for then someone else. But then I decided then to take the plunge then two years ago and then became an independent guy. I thought six years ago, roughly, I thought, so what are the two most interesting problems or a bit more than six years ago? I thought, what are the two most interesting problems I could think of? And then I thought, well, one is then a virtual reality and then the other one is then AI. So uh, I've been kind of uh, fortunate now then to be able then tend to do both. I then realized quite soon, as probably most people here have to realize that how fundamental changes um, AI will then create for for then every single person who will then who does their uh, work then are uh, using the computer. So I mean it will be a huge change for all. And I thought, well, I'll. I don't want to be the kind of the last person then to learn something. So I, I thought, well, I will be then the first persons, uh, uh, relatively speaking. So, 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 so basically, I've been working as an independent driver for two years, for the last two years, and for the past eighteen months or so, I've been really focusing on on the kind of the visual side of you know AI, starting from like twenty twenty one. Um, let's say like in um, then August or September, I think was my first test. So you you've been I'll call it like very technology forward for some time. It sounds like I mean it's almost in your DNA. Also with the uh, I mean thirty years of photography is pretty crazy. How did you come up with the idea of integrating both, and then also can you shed some light on how? Maybe integrating into Web three and you know the, the maybe crypto native or NFT space. Like, what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, I mean, those are kind of like 
I think the, the background is kind of interesting that the photography is in my kind of in is, is in my blood. So the first time I tried this uh, VQ Jan in 2021 when I heard about it, I thought, oh man, yes, I will finally have my own a virtual camera. So I was then in, it, it was then um, in my kind of brain that yes, I will now be able to have the camera that I've always wanted to have. I mean, as we all know, uh, VQ, VQ Gen and the first things you were able to create a few years ago. And I realized there was, you know, a multiple years then before that, like the old, all the big sleeps and you know, uh, deep, deep dreams and so on. I only started in 2021. But anyway, so I started with the hope of like, hey, I will now have my own uh, virtual camera. So, I, I mean, that was also the age of the COVID and so on. Everyone was stuck inside and I was thinking, well, okay, now we have the, now I have the means then to continue, you know, then, then creating photos with, now with this, these um, AI systems. It wasn't, you know, quite so. I mean, of course, PQGen is an extremely um, interesting and so on, but it's, it doesn't really kind of look like photos yet. It's a bit more like paintings, I would say. But anyway, so I mean that that's uh, um, that was then um, always in my hopes that I would, you know, one day be able then to do that, actually. And then how did it? I mean, it's then quite crazy that if you think about, you know, stable diffusion was then uh, made public then six months ago, and for me it kind of feels like a much then longer time. But it came out. Last year, August, I, I then believe was the time when the stable diffusion then came out, and I think of course, uh, when that came out, and especially a few months after, when you were able then to use this uh, dream booth, then uh, I really then started then then to see the a light. So I then finally started to realize that I would actually now be finally get my uh, virtual camera. That I was then hoping then to get for a long, long time, and then I started to think about what. Okay, so now I finally have the, the virtual camera, and I can do something that looks like photos. Then, roughly speaking, so then I then I instantly started to think, well, okay, so what can I then start then to do with this thing? And I think that's really the start of this journey of like combining my past a lot for like then uh, then photos with this new capability of AI. And then the third question was, was about then uh, Web3, so um, the kind of the NFT space and so on. So that's been, of course, <clears throat> I've been trying to do that for a long time. I made one NFT collection like 12 months ago, which was also, you know, great, you know, uh, great step on my career. But of course, as probably, <laughs> Most of us, I mean, NFT is not an easy space then to be in. So I've I've then done a lot of stuff and then failed, you know, a lot of stuff. And, and it's of course hard for it and everyone then, then really. And especially uh, last kind of year was a tough year. So I, I almost then kind of quit or I, I didn't mint a single thing for like then nine months, I think. Or I, mean, or I, I then didn't really try in 2022 
works, but I then decided, well, it's now a, a downturn, so now it's a perfect time then just then to try to start then to learn something. So, you know, rather than trying then to hit your head against hit your head against the wall and, you know, try to make some sales, I thought, well, now's the perfect time to actually then start then to learn something new and then to try to create something that would be actually quite like then something well, that I feel then proud of. Yeah, I, I wanted to say we commend you for your persistence and, you know, continuing to, to create because we all love this work and I know it's not easy to go that long and, and come back. So, you know, really congratulations on that and coming to this point and going back a little bit to that time, you know, you discovered stable diffusion. Now you realize you can create this fusion of photography or AI, really utilize AI to generate more photography images. How did you now with this new tool think about mixing photography with artificial intelligence? Because from my standpoint, it feels like life in West America is like 80% photography and, and 20% AI. But, you know, we, we talked a little bit at the beginning how you're an inventor. How do you think about when you're combining two disciplines, how much of each to put into it? Or what was that process like? Well, it's interesting because uh, when I started then to do this, I spent the first months or so trying to make it as realistic as possible. So I thought, well, that the kind of the goal is to, you know, replace the camera. And I thought, well, I tried my best to make, you know, then um, the creations then to look as then photorealistic as they can be. And I thought, well, I, I was actually then quite then successful with that. So I, I can do actually quite then, you know, then photorealistic stuff, stuff that looks like it's hard to tell um, if it's photo or not. But it, it's it's a strange thing because it, Every time I then then did those um, images, it's it's always a process where you then are made are plenty of images, and some then then are turn out great, and some have these kind of flaws. And I, and for the first months, I was trying to like, oh, these these pictures that are my kind of it, it was interesting because I I always then saw those pictures that had these sort of flaws and. For some reason, I found them them to be actually a bit more than um, interesting than the ones that were, were then flawless. And I was kind of like, it then failed a bit, kind of like, I didn't quite know what then to think about that. You know, it, it kind of felt like uh, that there's something strange then going on. So, but then I finally thought, well, I mean, overall, in in life is the goal to create something uh, old or then, then something new. So, I mean, is the goal to try to kind of replicate um, existing things or then try to explore the our new worlds and something just then kind of, it was almost like a kind of uh, then switch in my head that they flipped. And I thought, well, actually, I should actually do the stuff that I think that looks the most then interesting or, or then kind of starts to create more starts to give me the most kind of um, interesting feelings. So I then started to switch into the world that rather than then trying to avoid these kind of, you know, artifacts or kind of flaws or, you know, try to make, try to make things that don't look like, you know, AI. I thought, well, actually, it feels so that actually 
the most interesting results are ones that actually combine these both two both two other traits. So they try to combine the best of like why people then in, enjoy photos and combine that or trying to enhance it or in uh, with this um, AI kind of like how should I call it this AI this kind of the spontaneous nature of kind of like how AI is then able to express or 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 the kind of the output that it then creates that you know don't don't then try to hide it but really try to see how far you can then start then to push it and I think that that really then just then opened a whole new kind of a whole new range of thoughts in my head so when you're you know as you say pushing the AI like what what's going through your head and like what's the process for for you I'm really curious about training your AI and the the feedback loop um, I gotta imagine there's some sort of mix between I'll call it analytical approach and then just like your intuitive feel um, but I don't want to jump to it I'd, I'd really love to to scratch that itch a little bit more and understand like wh- where's your brain at when you're you're doing all this yeah i mean that that's a kind of extremely good question and i do think that uh, I'm, i try to use the both sides of my brains in a way that you know try to kind of like it is for instance this kind of particular then collection the creation was about seven weeks to eight weeks so it was very I know every day you make something, you then look at the results. You then, I did then got inspired over the next thought. So, how to expand the story? You know, what are the what are the new handles, which you know results look great. Uh, there's a, a fair amount of tests. Some days were a, a complete kind of like a waste. So you so you rendered like a thousand pictures, and they were all like thin all light and failure so it's really process but i think as i kind of mentioned probably to somebody i made thirty-five thousand pictures not because they were kind of like flawed in a technical sense i mean i i have like tens of thousands of pictures now on my computer that then kind of they look like that you know they kind of like look like the pieces that are are in the collection but i think the final missing piece was that kind of like this i then you know there was only a handful of pictures that then started then to give me these our uh, feelings and i think uh, that was really my ultimate you know reviewed uh, then test so i mean even though i have hundreds of uh, pictures that look really then full then then flawless and interesting but i just stared at them and i then uh, didn't feel a thing and and if I then didn't get a feeling, then they uh, didn't then get in. And then then there's a number of pieces there in the collection that are a bit strange in a technical sense, perhaps you know. But I, when I see them, I then get get some feelings, and I think that's then are really interesting. They kind of the final step. And sometimes I can probably quantify and then justify these feelings. And sometimes it's just I I don't even quite know, or it's hard then to put in in the words, you know, why I feel something. But I think that's that's the that's the ultimate, you know, test of how I chose then something then to get in. 
and that's why it then took took such a long time and uh, and and why I had to do it and so so many pictures. Yeah, I I love this so much. We were DMing about this a little bit because I think that it. I love first of all the combination of left brain, right brain. Let's call it. I know that's an outdated framework, but I also really applaud you for having that that feeling be the ultimate decision maker because that's what is imparted to us, the the people who are enjoying the art. And I think that's part of why this is resonating so much because. You know, I've uh, talked about, I, I tweeted about this. I think what's really different about this collection is how much it's making uh, people resonate with the art and how widely, you know, a, a larger population of people than I think uh, some of the other art that we've seen. And I think that's what's so interesting here is that resonance and why it could be innovative. But I want to ask you a technical question going back to your AI, your model. Like, how did you train it? it I, I understand that you had 35,000 outputs that you went through and just and, you know, narrowed that down to the 500. And I'd love to talk a little bit about that process in a second. But where do the images come from? Is it is it photographs that were fed into the model? Or, yeah, I'm just really curious about the yeah. input data. So I've made a lot of these dream boards. So actually, there's more than one kind of model that is being used. So if you look really carefully, you might actually even observe that some of these images are actually done with a different model. So uh, Dreamboot training is actually a quite complex subject, but I mean, just to give an overview, you can train the different things. You can train a specific face or you can train a specific uh, object also. But uh, what I'm applying here is then training for a specific style. And this stylist is kind of like the visual to make it then look like then photograph it. And in this case, um, I was using material from the late 70s, like the early dawn of like film photos, like the full uh, the transition from the black and white into full kind of then color film. So dream boot training. So I had a r wide range of picture sources. The sources are really there to you know try to tune the style. So so it's it's not for the content. So. Uh, stable diffusion itself, you know, then knows everything. You don't need to tell it what the cars then look like or or whatever. So you can actually use it. You can only train like 15 pictures and 20 pictures, which are in this kind of specific, you know, style. And there's actually the multiple styles there. They have then slight differences. But it's like a source of the late 70s film aesthetic so there's famous artists there there's uh, less known artists there's like uh, pictures that are, are actually probably taken uh, recently but they have the look so it's all about then training the look I try to choose a wide range of sources so that it, it wouldn't then over, then overtrain and start to like pop up you know then um, any individual content because the photos is the really on the style itself and then the content comes from the stable diffusion and the prompting itself so there's um, um dream boot is actually really fascinating and you can really do i have like 30 different kind of dream boots on my own computer so i'm quite interested in how 
the trendies and so on. Those are the uh, I don't share those files, but I, I I think you know everyone who's the listening who's the interested. It's really actually quite easy to train and to try out. So I highly encourage then everyone to try out and, and to train their own models. But yeah, so I mean that's that that was really the key. That's also the key in like making something that looks like it has differences, but it still has the kind of like the overall sense that they kind of are part of the same same you know big set of like five hundred pieces. So. So I have to ask, you say you're in 35,000 outputs. Like what, what is the, the parameters for, for the distillation process down to the final cut? I mean, that's got to be A, very time consuming, but B, I mean, your, your attention to detail in order to pick and pull out some of the, the, the best of the best. I got to imagine that's a, an incredible process. Yeah, I mean, it's everyone should try that. It's not easy, actually. I mean, it's kind of like you try to do 500 good pictures. I think you know, everyone is probably able to do a few great artworks. If you try, you know, then with some tool, you might be able to do one or two or five, and you're like, oh, hey, you're able to do it. But so after you start, then we do a set of 500. After you reach light, number 150 <laughs> you actually start to realize that oh, oh man it's it's it actually it's actually quite hard work just the fact of like your brain starts to shut down so after you review thousand pictures at one go your your then your brain wants to stop and say you know i can't focus anymore so so that's why it's important then to start to start to pace yourself so i either knew that it, it would take me like six weeks and I, my goal was really to make 10 good pieces a day. And then, I mean, I eventually made like then 624 and then uh, it, it's also then great to make then uh, more than 500 because then you can can then go back and you say, well, actually, you know, that one is, is the no good. But yeah, I mean, it's I. So I'm a photographer, so I used an a Lightroom. So I, you know, I start from this, you know, this overall thing, and then ten percent go to the next round, and they they go to my Lightroom, and then I then stare at the best ones there, and then I pick one, and then it just the more there is, then the harder it is because then you don't want to do the same thing twice. So the thing that I, I am quite proud of is that four four hundred and ninety nine of these five hundred pictures are actually then different from each other. There is actually one one picture there that is actually a close match to another one. But I will then talk about that when uh, when we go to talk about the in individual pictures. But I was then almost perfect in, in like being able to make you know every picture to be actually substantially different from each other. And it's just even that process of trying to remember all the, because I don't remember the 500, I've seen the 35,000. So it's actually in my head, they all them start to become a blur. And, you know, it is just quite, quite hard work. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just the overall trick is just to make uh, one piece at a time. So you think if, if you, if you don't do one piece, then you can do then five hundred pieces. It just takes more time. 
Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And I just wanted to ask like a super quick question uh, before we transition to the images. When you are generating these, you know, 600 or so images per day, are you typing out a prompt for each of them? You know, like, give me an image that looks like this and this. Or how does that work? Yeah, so, I mean, I've used some, so technically speaking, most of the stuff I run this, um, then the kind of the automatic one, 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 one. And there you can do a prompt, you can write them bit then text files and you then I sit down and I thought about what they are. I'm, I have this like then, then like then 50 ideas of kind of like, I'd like to see, you know, this and this and this and, and then I write them all down. And then you can actually, you, uh, you can also combine or you can make this kind of prompt or matrix in a way that you can have one list of like subjects and then I can have a different list of the verbs and a third list of then um, um, adjectives and then you can run that. So then you go pick a subject and it will like pick a kind of um, adjective so you can say like a big warehouse and then the next one is a, is a, is a small warehouse. So that's a way then to get more, it's a hybrid of like that you have to control I can, you know, specify exactly um, the contents that I want to see, but I have the tools so that then I can, you know, um, still get like then uh, much like then. So not all pictures are the same because the one picture will be a small uh, warehouse uh, and the other one will be a kind of big warehouse. So I have to say the, the the distillation process and as P transitions into to the art, I'll be remiss if I didn't say that you have an incredible eye to be able to to take the the vast range of of photographs of thirty five thousand down to the ones that were ultimately minted and and ended up in the collection. Uh, I, I just I feel like a lot of people in the audience would would feel this way, but you know I'd be remiss if we didn't take the opportunity to say absolutely amazing eye and the training and final output. Obviously, the market has spoken is. Super well received, but uh, you know I'm super super intrigued by the the amount of detail and time and just dedication that you've put into this, and it really really does show in the final outputs. Yeah, I mean I appreciate hearing that. Uh, I mean I realize that if you look at most of the collections that have like 500 pictures or a thousand pictures that that you go to um, OpenSea or you know a a project that has like 500 pieces. It is usually, you know, made that it's like 500 versions of the kind of the somewhat of the same thing or, you know, or it's a kind of, you know, range of things. So, of course, there's probably less kind of, you know, that they're not so completely different from each each other in a way that it, which made sense because this is a quite hardcore process then to really do, you know, each one then by hand like this. So. Or then it's like you know this. Uh, of course, then it's the kind of the kind of the PFP projects where you have the same kind of fundamental phase, and then you have this kind of like one person has a hat, and then one has you know this and that. Uh, that's that's really then quite different. But I think I, I I really that was my kind of like the only hope. So I mean, <laughs> only hope of like the success. So I mean, how how else? Would I do it? I mean, the, nobody knows me. I have no connections. We, 
we then didn't pay anyone. There's no kind of like no pump and dumping. So I mean, the only only kind of the way that I thought of how could I succeed is actually to spend time with the art and you know try to make then something that would kind of like get the get the attention with the actual kind of artwork itself and not you know the um, extra functions or like you know stuff like that. So yeah, and that is why we love art. This is why me and Jared got obsessed with the art side. And to some extent, these having these collections and these communities that form around these collections is part of what we love about generative art and the use of technology, which you've also done here. So this is perfect. And just echoing Jared's words, really uh, congratulations on making such a fantastic collection, which let's dive into and take a look at because... We have prepared a small gallery here. And if you look at the tweet that I have pinned to the top, <clears throat> folks, there's a, a link to the DECA gallery and also in just that tweet thread, I posted all the pictures that uh, we wanted to show here. Because we, I mean, probably most of the people here uh, have already seen a lot of these images. Uh, but for the people who listen on recording later, definitely check it out because this just such a great collection and would love to hear some of your thoughts on some of these pieces and in some of the decisions you made around the categories of the collection. And so the first one is we have uh, two images in the portrait mode. So, you know, it's the portrait and landscape, just like you have in photographs, uh, portrait being vertically oriented, landscape being horizontally. And there are only 10 portrait pieces uh, while there are 490 landscape pieces. Uh, I'm, you know, curious uh, maybe how you think about these two different uh, styles of orientation and also why you chose to have that split, the, the two, the 490 and 10. Yeah, that is partly, I wanted, um, I thought for a long time and I want, you know, then consistency. So I then did, you know, landscapes only and the same kind of aspect ratio and so on. But then I thought, well, uh, I did make some experiments with portrait also, and kind of like there are some interesting kind of uh, technical issues with portrait pictures actually then turning out different than you know landscape for a number of reasons that I would don't now get into. Some of these reasons can be used to uh, taken advantage of, but then I thought, well, it's uh, uh, why not have ten portrait pictures there? Uh, I then kind of think these pictures are, are, are good and they kind of fit uh, fit the kind of the themes that I wanted to you know express with this. So if I look at these two portrait pictures that you have here, and okay, so let's start with one thing I will explain before I go into you know, my kind of like feelings about these pictures. So I think part of the reason why I hope you know pictures then resonate is that you feel something uh, so I mean I feel something when I view them I hope that you know the goal is also that you you as the kind of the kind of the viewer feel something and then the next question is well how do you make that happen <laughs> so so what are the kind of the kind of the ways that you make you know what are the things that made a kind of the good photo, and I think you know the, there's of course a multiple reasons that I, I, I it would take far too long to go into you know everything that makes a, a good photo. But I think 
if I highlight kind of like, you know, usually a good image has a kind of some way of personal then connection or kind of like you feel something uh, that it then re uh, relates to your own life somehow. And I think that's, of course, there's a number of ways you can then, then do that. So, I mean, you can either do it so that the subject matter itself then um, is then close to your interests. So if, 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 if you're a cat person and then they, it, it's a picture of a cat, then you feel like, oh, then it has some kind of then uh, relationship. But then if, if you're not a cat person and it's a picture of a cat, then you're kind of like, meh. So, uh, but the idea of kind of like, what is the non another way to make the connection is to create some kind of the mystery. So it's something in, in the kind of the image that, that, that you need, need to interpret and solve in your own way. And then kind of like the different people then interpret it then differently. And your interpretation uh, is take, comes from your own then world and your own personal um, experiences. And then when you feel like there's a match, then uh, then there is uh, usually some kind of like personal connection. So this is a kind of long way of trying to say that, you know, now if I, I say some interpretations, I do not mean that these are the only kind of like the right interpretation. I, I thought about why it makes some, it feel something then to me, but I don't want to say that if if you if you then interpret this then differently, that that you know that would be a, a kind of wrong way. But I do think that you know good pieces probably have this kind of capability that different people when they see it they might feel then then something different, and that then means that it has this, this capability then to work with then a number of people uh, which might then feel like the different things uh, but, but okay so that was a kind of like the pre-world or uh, pre uh that was that's something that i wanted to say about this so okay so let's go so um this piece called then come back home so i think that's kind of like in my head i was thinking about my own kind of parents you know mom and dad and this kind of like ultimately this is a, in my mind this is a, a sad picture I mean you then come home uh, when you've then all then kind of then, then grown up and it feels like it's not the same place then um, kind of like um, anymore you hope it's the same place as you remember it when you when you were a kid but it's actually not the same uh, anymore and it, it then resembles the same place but it then kind of you know doesn't feel the same and in my head I tried to capture that here or that's why I then chose you know this picture here that that you have then come back home but it then doesn't feel like the home that you remembered um, the other portrait image yeah uh, cheerleader so I think this is kind of like a, an artistic statement about the fact that photos are not real <laughs> you know there's this kind of uh, understanding or just kind of rule in, in your head that, you know, we accept photos as them being real. This is a kind of like somewhat an artistic statement that tries to highlight the fact that, you know, yes, photos are not real. Photos are like pictures of often something else. And I thought, well, this is a, 
I made a number of different, you know, versions of this picture, but I kind of like them like this one here. Because I was able then to tie it with this kind of uh, kind of this uh, happy, you know, party or this kind of like these people here be uh, in this tower. But I think, you know, those were the two themes of like what I was then trying to express with this picture. Awesome. No, I mean, I, I love the feelings and the explanations of these. Um, and, you know, I'm curious, as, as we look through this, uh, what, how, how did you think about, like, the balance between uh, pictures that were a little bit more on the, the sad side versus one that were more on the, the bright side? Yeah, I, 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 overall, I'm, I'm this kind of uh, yin and yang person. So I, I think the best kind of like, if you go like overly sad and you try to make a sad, um, you try to tell a sad story with sad pictures, it's a kind of like, it's it it might it's it's a bit kind of like, some of them kind of like them, them predictable or kind of like easy to know what you mean i i think it's it's much more interesting to try to express something sad with a happy picture and then vice versa so i think overall i think this entire style that is in the collection you know tries then to lure people in somewhat so it's it starts to like this sense of uh nostalgia overall like usually you see nostalgia and you kind of like get sentimental perhaps or you kind of like think of the old and kind of the good old days and you kind of like feel the positive things and i really wanted them to hijack you know then that style so your first impression might be kind of like hey you know these are then uh well i mean it also has this kind of nice then visual sense overall that it looks quite nice and the old film then is works quite well with AI overall that it's able to it kind of hides or then hides some of the drawbacks and it then amplifies the style and I think it's a nice match but um mm, sorry what was the yeah. no 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 that that yeah. that makes perfect sense and I think that's actually you know again you you kind of accomplish that in most of the pieces right it, you get a range of emotions and that's part of what's interesting is because you almost have an initial emotion and then something else catches you and that that draws your attention and so i want to i want to go through more of these uh, specific ones we had a few folks from the community request them uh but what i want to do really fast in the interest of time is just talk through the other categories mm, yeah uh, and because and I'll, I'll just quickly kind of go through them and then would love your your thoughts on it so there is a category called porn. There are uh, six different forms, and I'll go through them from uh, most rare to most common. Not that rarity matters or anything, <laughs> although people I'm sure will, will think about this uh, when they consider which ones they want. Uh, so the most rare is called void. There are 15 of those pieces. And from what I can tell, these forms kind of refer to how many actors there are, a typically human, like, actors that the the picture is capturing right like who's the star of the show so to speak 
And so in Void, it's not really any humans. It's more of like the landscape or the background. Um, one of one of them is super cool called Sunshine. Uh, and actually, I, I'll come back to this one because I have a question for you uh, at the end. Um, the, the the next form is called Square, and there's typically four people in in these portrayed, and there's sixteen of those. Uh, then there's Cluster, where there are many, as as the name implies, and and these are actually really interesting and fun. You see a lot of the uh, groups in these doing like similar activities. Uh, then there's Trinity. There's forty five of those, three people. Uh, duality, 107 of those, two people, and then Union, 272 of those, where there's typically one person or sort of like one person fused with a, a bunch of people or something. Uh, these these kind of get interesting. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love your thoughts on that. Hopefully I didn't completely butcher it. Uh, and then also how you thought about having uh, these characters be the center point of some of these pictures and these groups at point times. Yes, um, excellent question. So I think this form is indeed, uh, in my mind, it's how many subjects, or I mean, or are there subjects in these uh, kind of uh, pictures, and then how many? And if you look very closely, you'll find interesting examples where the amount of subjects does not equal the amount of people in, in these images. So there's uh, some images where even though there's like five persons on on the in the in the kind of the image, I think of that two or three of them are, are subjects. So that's why I, they are then marked then accordingly. And I thought yeah, and, and some of them are just arms and legs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and in some cases there's just one face there, but then there's two subjects because actually the hand that comes then to pat the first individual is in my is in my mind a subject. So I, I was kind of like, I, I felt a bit then proud of that. Hey, this is a, a kind of nice way to actually enhance, to actually tell something in my head about how I viewed each kind of image, but not trying to like over explain everything. So not like saying that, I didn't want to create forms like, you know, these 25 are about, you know, love and and then 50 are about and whatever. Because as I just explained, it's a bit personal. I, it's then great to have them. I, some of them are actually, uh, when I say subject, I, I don't mean like a, a kind of different subject. So actually in the many of these images, it's the same person, but it's, it, it's multiple sides of that same person in my head so it's actually you know the, they are expressing two sides of the one person and that's why they kind of they look the same actually so uh, usually it's the same face uh, but uh, but it's, it's overall thing that I'm really trying to create perhaps the story is perhaps even a bit too complex but in my head it's kind of like the story of Collide the overall thing that is really great about this combining AI with the, this kind of rules of like the photos. So if you think about photos normally, let's say we then take the AI out. So photos of course have, you know, 150 years of kind of like well, 120 years of understanding about what makes good photos and there's kind of like understandable things. The photos also have many kind of challenges over that, you know, usually photos 
because they are then so, so stuck to be in a realistic, stuck to be in, in one kind of moment in time and from one viewpoint at a time that it's kind of like, uh, that's of course then great for photos, but I think, you know, this ability that, that you can actually, you know, show multiple sides of the persona at once, or you can play with scale, you can actually show multiple viewpoints, you can make the story, you can kind of like try to express um, the fact that, you know, these extra limbs are often in my head meaning that something is the moving, so it then doesn't mean that it's just a drawing, you know, randomly. It's actually like when you then draw like the cartoons, you don't even draw these um, extra limbs in the air or, you know, these extra then uh, lines in the air, which is actually a, a kind of a cartoonist's way then to express like then motion and stuff like that. So in, in my head, this is then trying to come up with the same rule set of kind of like being able to, or this new toolkit, I mean, that that, that you're actually able to express a movement, you're ex- able to express the multiple moments of time uh, within the same, you know, one piece. And I think all of them are then quite interesting. Uh, and you can actually, you know, uh, when I have the same face twice, it's it's the it's the usually a hint that it's it's the same person. If you in, if you interpret it uh, differently, you know, that's that's also fine. But in in my head, I was trying to like thinking about that usually but I, 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 I think many of these pieces are indeed kind of like uh, trying to create this um, trying to give you know room of for like you then to uh, so it, it, it is a picture that is not the moving so I didn't want them to make like the moving videos but it tries to often. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I think it, they are still images, but the way that things are placed, the way that the different characters are, uh, you know, in ways that you, you wouldn't get naturally, right? They're sort of these mm. AI artifacts. Uh, but the way that manifests, you start telling a story in your mind, right? You try to make sense of it. You're like, oh, this lady's sitting in front of the computer, but she's not in front of it. And, why she dressed like it's the 50s, but she has a computer that shouldn't be there. And I think yes. in that way, sometimes it, it's motion, sometimes it's just meaning, but you're, you know, I, I think this is part of what makes it interesting and captivating, right? Your mind starts trying to understand what's happening and that draws you into the image more, uh, especially when there's like a, a, an emotional juxtaposition, like you were explaining earlier, right? Like sometimes it starts with a nostalgia and then it, it turns and it changes. So, yeah, the, this is super interesting. I, uh, you know, ah, we, we, we could talk about this forever, but I do want to ask you if we could go through some of the community requests so then mm-hmm. we can also save some time for, for questions and let folks come mm-hmm. up here and, and, and chat. Um, so, uh, and then we, I, I mean, seriously, we, I would love to talk about like how you're thinking about the fusion of, of these art forms and really utilizing the AI. I think it's really interesting how you're um, trying to capture the medium and do something that you couldn't without that. Uh, but yeah, so 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 the first community request here. So for folks, uh, you can click on the the tweet that's pinned up there. Scroll down. Um, it's a fruit delivery. 
Uh, this yeah. is kind of a yeah, it's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like it's not a dog, so it's a man. He's an important man. You can see from his suit, he he's kind of well of tight. So he's the boss, uh, boss man in his fantasy of kind of like he wants to do something important, but his important action is then trying to, just like you would then, uh, walk a dog. You actually now they're walking this, the box of fruit. So it's I I try to uh, insert my kind of and stuff. The kind of the meaningless of meaninglessness of all work, I think that's that's probably the the first thing that comes to mind. So people have statuses. Uh, you can have a fancy title in your work, and you can be like the CDO, or you can be like the principal, the whatnot. But uh, at the end of the day, you know these are roles. So I, in my mind, it's a kind of like tries to kind of like suggest that you know. You the actual the reality uh, compared to your kind of then then status in work you know there's sometimes a conflict there. Um, first defender, I think you know that's kind of like really uh, in my mind. First defender is about kind of like virtual you know uh, a reality that that then then gets like then then perverted if you then sit in front of your computer so kind of like the reality becomes then distant and kind of like you are somewhere, the actual place of where you are in your kind of mind, in a kind of mental world, when you're in front of your computer, it's actually quite hard to place, you know, like in this image, where is she actually, you know, what is this place? Somewhere far up in the clouds, but it's actually, you know, it tries to kind of like, in my mind, it, it, I'm trying to give some kind of feeling as to, you know, you, that you kind of then lose your sense of place and time, perhaps. Uh, infinite time, yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, once again, in my mind, I try to comment about our youth and the infinite kind of choices that, that you made in life, and you, you have this then fear of the missing out, and you and there's everything you can do in life, so what do you choose to do? And it actually creates this sense of uh, restlessness. And you, you know, so what do you do next at the, at each moment? And I think uh, I, this expression and kind of like this sense that the, everything is fine, but it's not, uh, I then try to kind of capture here. Um, on the on the top, I think this is more like a, this is a closer to kind of like a traditional photograph in a way that um, this happy side or like kind of like people can have a sense of the kind of the optimism and kind of like you know even though your work at this moment might not be too fancy, you still might have these hopes and then dreams. And I think overall this kind of kind of collection. Um, Every subject has their hopes and dreams, and sometimes their hopes are much then higher than the reality, and then sometimes vice versa. So, this particular thing, in my mind, the subject has their hopes far higher than, and they will then, you know, they reach them at, at least then in one stage. So, you start small, 
you start with a kind of bad job somewhere, but you just you are then persistent. So it's actually it, it it's actually hopeful. At least in my mind, it's it's actually quite hopeful picture. So, oh, cool. But yeah, this is kind of <clears throat> this is a kind of fun way to express that you need to love yourself. <laughs> this can be interpreted then, of course, in the multiple ways. But it, it is actually. You don't need it, it, it. There's also, but yeah, I, I, I think overall it is a kind of quite then strong uh, visual metaphor that you actually need to love yourself and you need to trust in yourself, and then nobody else will then do it for you. So I think that that's in in my mind why I actually then put that in there. Awesome. This is awesome. Thank you so much for going through those. Like, I love hearing how you thought about them, and it, it's like making me think about what you prompted uh, these things <laughs> to to get some of these images. Uh, and so, I, I wanted to just like invite anybody up on the audience if you have any questions for Rupe. Uh, this this is the time. Uh, come on up. Uh, love to hear any thoughts you have uh, as well, even if not questions. And while folks are coming up, I want, I had a question about uh, sunshine mm. one that has sort of the looks like mushroom clouds in the background implying like a nuclear explosion. This one doesn't look as much like a photo to me. This one looks a little bit more like a painting or mm. a little cartoony. I'm curious about that. Uh, maybe it's just my eye. It is, and that it's well spotted, and it has no no subjects. So I think you know the kind of the nuclear war is a part of the story of the country that you know this kind of like nuclear kind of like the preparation and kind of like uh, this uh, that it will happen one day, and you know these people are actually not too scared about it. They're kind of like surprisingly calm, and they uh, it. Um, um, the other side is trying to like trying to say that you know there's in bad things there's the kind of the beauty and in the kind of like the beautiful things there there's you know like the um, evilness so this kind of uh, yin and yang of what actually I've made multiple pieces like this I kind of realized that I actually do this a lot so people are enjoying watching their own house then burn down or whatever and it's kind of like even though something then kind of bad is about to happen uh, yes yeah, so, i mean this, this one is a bit more than painterly and kind of like the some of the other pieces but i think it, it perhaps that then gives it more a feeling of kind of like this um, it's more than a kind of not realistically happening, but it's in your consciousness about you know that's in, that's a part of the the part of the story of the country. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, well, thank you for explaining that and all of this. Uh, I I have one more question. Uh, before we wrap, uh, unless, oh, here we go. Jo Jonas, thanks for coming up. Um, how are you doing? Oh, go. Hey, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Hello, nice to meet you. I, I have a couple questions about the collection. Love it very much. Um, my first question is, um, 
Let's see. Uh, they're very different questions. The first one is, do you plan on offering any kind of print service for the pieces? Um, so we've been having some discussions then with uh, Braindrops. So uh, the Braindrops folds then specifically then with uh, Justin. So uh, Justin's then looking into this overall, so not just for my collection, but for all brain drops then collection. So there's nothing yet then to announce, but I know he's then taking a kind of look at it. So, uh, which would be then quite cool. So rather than each artist trying then to figure it out from the, for themselves, which is actually a hassle, it would be actually quite cool if it would be then available for, you know, more brain drops. But this is not yet saying that it will happen, but I know that's then being con consider so before there's a conclu conclusion for that i don't want to then to jump the gun so if the if the brain drops you know, then deal works out I, I think that would be of course then a fantastic way then to provide prints yeah great thanks um second question is i'm curious are are you inspired at all by simon stalinhag um, I know Simon's, uh, he's, um, um, he's not in my kind of, let's say, if I would say have a short inspiration list, I know the stuff, but in my mind, it's a bit more sci-fi. Yeah, and really, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm the thing that I, I didn't want to go here is in sci-fi world. So in that sense, this particular collection and overall, he's probably not in my in my top ten list. Got it, got it. And then my third question would be, uh, what is next for you? What should we be looking out for? So, I, 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 so of course the um, so so the response that I've then received here is is a really great inspiration for me. That you know, there's some kind of the resonance to then to what I'm doing here. So. Because I am looking actively, I'm trying to improve my craft. I'm trying to make it even better. Trying to look at, you know, what would be the next step. So I, I will certainly one day, you know, put more art out there. So, so, so I mean, that's why uh, I would be then quite then crazy not to. But I, I, I think now, of course, the photos is still on the kind of the collection. I said it's been two weeks, uh, one day, and if you think about projects your favorite successful hopefully then successful projects of course what then happens after two weeks or it might take a kind of much longer time but i do certainly i, I am continuing on my post photographic journey and i think i have much more than i, I can do I, I i don't take this stuff then forward but at this moment i don't really have anything to announce i put individual pieces on foundation i put like a, i have a small thing there and i mean like one thing at, at a week but um at this moment there's nothing there's nothing uh yet to announce but i will certainly do more art than uh one day great thank you thank you jonas uh nf token how's it going uh doing tremendous and thanks so much for the spaces huge fan I have two pieces from the collection. I love them dearly. Uh, definitely uh, forever pieces. Uh, I had, forgive me if somebody's already asked this, these 
questions. I have two questions and I'll just listen to the replay. I had to take a call for about 10 minutes. Uh, my first question is, I heard that what, the last step of the process that you had was uh, to yourself go into the images and edit them. And I was just wondering, could you give us a flavor of if I were to look at a piece, um, you know, how, how much of it would be, you know, the hand of, of you, the artist versus the AI and what type of edits were, would be in that set of, of things that you considered uh, a manual edit? Sure. So I think that's kind of like, I would really say it's 95%, uh, well, the thing that I, uh, so uh, as a kind of photographer, I, I do like the light room in, so I adjust the kind of the kind of the tones and and the kind of the, I add some film grain and stuff like that. And that's for almost everyone. For these pieces individually, the vast majority of in-painting is for faces. So when you run these kind of generations, um, the human eye is, especially then drawn to face always first you know anytime you have a picture that has a face or a person you then start then to look at the faces so i think almost every face of every image is like in painted so i counted like fifteen thousand in painting so which is uh when you imagine that you actually go through them one by one and you go through one face in one image at a time, and then you go to the next one. So it, it's a it, it's a fair amount of work. So I think ninety percent of in painting in this collection then relates to faces. Then I have then Photoshop context sensitive fields. So if there's a strange uh, unnecessary detail somewhere, then I you know I just then fill them out. But as you can probably see from the pictures, I actually don't. There's actually quite much details because I really think that they're actually quite an interesting and part of the story. So actually, there's far less in painting that than you would assume. But I think overall, yeah, I mean, the short answer is that it's they're mostly faces. Okay, I'm not in, I'm not familiar with in painting. Um, is that is yeah. it, could you just describe that for someone who doesn't know AR? Yes. AR? So in-painting is the capability that usually when you run, you create something using prompts, it then starts then to create the whole picture. So, so you have a, a certain frame and it then creates the whole picture. In-painting refers to the capability that you can essentially then draw a mask. So you say, this picture isn't great, but this face then looks bad. So then you can then draw a mask over the face then you can, you know, uh, type, type a prompt there. So you can describe, I want a sad and uh, sad and uh, teacher or whatever. I didn't know, then describe. And then I run in painting. So it keeps the rest of the image, but it then re kind of recreates the masked area. And actually in painting is the nowadays quite smart. So it really tries to make it seamless. Uh, roughly seamless, so it kind of like starts wants to create content that fits the same way as Photoshop. Then, then, then context sensitive fill, you know, does try to create content that fits the uh, rest of the thing. But it, 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 
it's it's like content content sensitive field, but you can then you know write the prompt in a way. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. That that makes a lot more sense now, and I just learned something new about AI art. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did have a second question. When I looked at the coll- sure. when I looked at the collection, uh, it really felt authentic West America to me. It was just amazing. It really did. And I grew up in this as a, as a child. I was in the seventies. I remember those cars. I grew up in West USA. So the terrain, the buildings really were um, so authentic to me. And so I was completely convinced that this collection must have been done by American artists. So I was really surprised because I, I felt that every picture really was from, you know, the eyes and somebody who had experienced and grew up where I grew up, which was, you know, the Western part of the United States. So can you give me some insight into how you were able to create or select this this collection um, that just felt it just really is so authentic to uh, the culture and the scenery of West America for maybe not having grown up there? Yeah, I think this is, of course, part of, so yeah, I said, I'm a fan, so of course, uh, the kind of the U.S. culture is, of course, even though people who are not in the U.S., it's, it's shown on TVs and the movies and so on. Um, so that's, of course, one side of kind of like, uh, you see a very kind of then superficial uh, kind of then subset of the of of the, of the culture itself. The other part is that of course these AI tools are then trained with pictures online, which are also of course then authentic by itself. So it actually it has learned when you just then use the right prompts, it, it actually knows. Thirdly, so. Part of the inspiration why I did this in a road trip is that in 20, 29 or 20, then 11, I did with a few friends, we did a three week then coast to coast and road trip then across the States. So, and, and I think it's, it's perfect timing that that is a sufficiently long time that the kind of the memories are a bit hazy in my head, but I was of course able then to, you know, re, uh, recall trying to recreate my kind of memories from then that road trip. And I, and I think it's actually quite interesting to try to see what were the things that I still then uh, remembered and, you know, what was it that I wanted to, you know, try to capture. And I'm always fascinated by this kind of like uh, parking lots and kind of like, you know, the things you that are, the things that do feel like more than real than the kind of the superficial uh, spots that are, you know, first and seen by people when they enter a place. So. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for that extra insight as a holder and a fan. I really appreciate it. It's an epic collection. Uh, congratulations and thanks so much for the spaces. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so, awesome. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I really wanted to say is kind of like, you know, this thing about AI art overall. So, I mean, in my mind, you know, when we talked about 
there's this kind of traditional view of that there's art on one side and then AI art is on another side. And I think that's really not sustainable in, in my head. I, I think in my mind, you know, AI art is kind of like, as I, you know, as we had the chat, I think in the 80s, early 90s, you would probably say like computer art or, or then like then Photoshop art. So then uh, when then, then, then Photoshop then first came out, people who were then, then starting then to create art with it. And you could say, well, that's, that's then Photoshop art. And of course, then if you think about it uh, nowadays, nobody calls, you know, art then, fo- then, then Photoshop art. Um, every then artist is then using Photoshop then uh, more or less. So in in the same vein, I'm pretty sure that you know this AI art is 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 kind of like this 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 term. Of course, does make sense in the short term, but in the long term, you know, every artist will then use more or less AI. And I think I think of AI art in a way that art would, that would not exist as such then without you know also then then the AI inclusion into it. But I think. I tried to make something that would also work uh, as, you know, this trying to observe these traditional rules of like what makes a good photo and then trying to combine these two things into one side. So not trying to make something that is not art also, uh, but, but, you know, rather than trying to make this both. And as you said, this 20, 80% or like then 70%, then whatever is the, is the percentage. I, I think the response probably shows that there's a positive um, response when you try to, you know, do both at the same time. So you try to make stuff that is, you know, that can appeals to those people who are not into AI art as such, and then vice versa. So like, even though you are much into AI art, you know, the AI art the end of the spectrum. If you still then also apply this, then then kind of the traditional kind of art principles, it, it, it's not a, a bad thing to also then try to do that. I totally agree. And I think that whatever formula you used here uh, clearly struck a chord. And I'm curious to see what kind of other experiments we see now with this like, fusion of uh, photography and AI art and uh We'll see, but I think we're already going to start seeing some uh, people experiment with this process after seeing the effect that it's had. Uh, Yankov, thanks for coming on the stage. I wanted to give you a chance to ask your question. Appreciate you being patient. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for getting me up. And I gotta gotta start with like apologizing because like I put up like a reminder, like I clicked on the reminder button for the space. But as usual, uh, usually Twitter totally fucked me over and I totally <laughs> missed it. So if the questions that I'm going to be asking have already been uh, asked and answered before, like I apologize in advance. Um, first thing I want to say is like, uh, like thank you, thank you for 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 getting me up on stage and and like thank you to Ropi for 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 this amazing amazing project because like it's like i think like as as probably most of the people here here have already said like it's like i've been following like the ai art space for for a long time but like 
I never had like the 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 kind of feelings that I uh, that I had when I first looked at at like the uh, life in West America picture. So I think like it's a big big step forward. So my I have I have two questions and they are technical because like uh, after after seeing the collection like I really uh, got interested into how how to create this kind of shit how can you make something like this and so my two questions and as i said like sorry if they have been answered before like i missed like probably like an hour of the space it's like first of all what kind of hardware do you need to to run to run like uh, these models like do you need the uh, uh, usual uh, consumer grade PC, and and then you can then you can just like w w if you have to have the time, run it, and and it will get you these results. And second question is like, uh, do you do you uh, just uh, train it with with like uh, f with like with like 1950, 1960, whatever photography, and then you just give it. Uh, let it give you some results, or do you still prompt it? So do you still have to put in put in prompts like um, us plebs do on Midjourney? Yes. Um, good question. So first question, I um, mean, nowadays, you know, anybody can do it because there's a wide range of then cloud services. So you can use then Google yeah. Collapse or whatnot. So you, you don't need an expensive computer yourself then, then, then to get started. You don't use cloud services. Or if you use something like the Midjourney, then of course you don't use our Midjourney on your phone. So it's not really a mandatory. I did do all of this on on my own computers just because of the sheer number and I run them on quite high resolution and it takes an interesting tidbit. It, 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 it rendering one image is like two minutes then, or then two and a half minutes, okay. which is which is which is then slower. So when you combine that with then thirty five thousand, you actually get. <laughs> A, a, a fair amount of minutes but the but the second part is that you know this prompting does work the same as uh, as before so yes i am prompting the kind of the thing you do with the training is really for style so this training okay. is not that i would i don't need to train it what do cars then look like or whatever it it mm. then already it's for it's for style and and, and i think that's why it's actually and you can go online. You can go then to hibit.ai or then or then or then then to hot in face, and there's a wide range of these photorealistic uh, dream boots, which actually you do do almost exactly the same with them. So as long as you have something that looks then photorealistic, then um, it's it's more this kind of or the individual than than flavor. You can do things with Dreamboot, but actually you can really go quite far with everything you can find uh, online right now. So you don't need expensive hardware, and actually you don't even need to train your own if you don't want to. <clears throat> Thank and you. I, actually, actually, my encouragement for everyone who starts with this stuff is actually to use Midjourney. I, I, I think Midjourney is the best way to start to learn yeah. um, because it has great quality, but most of all because of the Discord team. So if you are new in the prompting, you go to Midjourney Discord and you see the prompts from then everyone else. And that is really the best way to learn. So you see 
Yeah. From you see the results, you do the remix there prompts. And after you use Midjourney for a few weeks, that's probably the fastest way for you then to get them started into prompt. Awesome. Thank you so much, Yankov. Those are excellent questions. I think there's, we're going to see a wave of people trying to, honestly, and I think it's great to just be like amateur AI post-processing photography artist. I even yeah. have some ideas of my own. Yeah, yeah, same, same, same. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna totally gonna try to do something amazing with with like fucking Midjourney. But like, yeah, I think like, uh, I mean, like it's like, uh, it's 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 like uh, what 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 uh, Ropi did is like giving me so much inspiration. I will never reach that that kind of level that what what he did with with like with like this collection. But like. Uh, only the, the the spark of inspiration that it gave me to 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 try and 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 do something is is amazing. So I I totally love it. Like and I'm I'm so 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 happy that I that I got like a and I got like three three of those or like even if you if you if you just look at it it's it's amazing. Like even if you don't own any, just looking at it it's like such a great collection. Uh, it's inspiring and it's giving giving me ideas and and like i think like everybody should should try to explore this this new frontier of 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 uh, of creativity that um, that we got now for especially for people like me like i got zero artistic talent uh, never had but i got a lot of ideas in my head and now i got a way to maybe and try to express myself and and that's that's amazing in itself i think yeah absolutely no that that's really wonderful to hear man and uh yeah this is this is part of the magic of why we're here and uh, it's amazing to hear the impact that this collection has had and inspiring people so really really like fantastic again you know we uh, hats off to you okay for for this yeah, I mean, the thing I would want to say is that really like the same way as anybody can go and then pick up a camera and start photographing. So everyone has a fantastic camera nowadays with their iPhone. I mean, the AI tools are nowadays in reaching that stage that it's... The truth is that it's not about the technique anymore. So anybody will now or soon have tools that you can make um, the images that look good. So it's not sufficient... Are <laughs> you can also say that way that it's not sufficient anymore if your kind of picture looks good, because anybody can do pictures that they look good. But then it's it's really about you know the other side. So you want to express something, you have your own story, you have your own ideas, and I think it it is about taste and it's about ideas, and I think that's really kind of like I, I I'm excited about the fact because then. You know, I, I said here just that, you know, anybody can. So if you think about like traditional arts that, you know, you would need first five year, years then to learn the, the technical side. And after that, you can start go to the expression side here. There is certainly a technique. So I, I don't want to say that 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 there's no technique, but the kind of the proportion of time you need to spend on the technique is far less. And you, and there's a risk, of course, that you over-obsess with the technique. So you make 
or beautiful pictures, but you are not, you know, spending time on the story and the personal kind of aspect side. But I think it, it has much more kind of freedom or, you know, then gives everyone, you know, equal um, kind of chance then to start to create something yourself. No, th- thank you for that. That's, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking that as well yeah. when, when Yankov was, was talking and I agree. I think that the tools now more than ever, uh, they, they give us the ability to go and experiment and take those steps and, you know, who knows where that will lead in yeah, however many years. If I hijack a Claire then Silver quotes, I think she says that taste is the new skill, which kind of like kind of tries to say the same thing probably that, you know, it's there is a technical side and so, so on, but the, the actual after when you're in a world where a hundred million people can make a kind of technically nice looking picture with Mid Journey, you know, the fact that you that you can do the same is no longer sufficient. But it, you should you then shouldn't feel then despair about that. You should really feel that hey, you know now you are all on an equal plane, so to speak. That you can actually focus on the actual you know expression and content and personal style and personal kind of like um, how to tell stories. And I think that's I think that's then huge hugely exciting. Yeah, and I think like. Uh... The a lot of artists feel threatened by that because, like, they feel like, oh, uh, they've taken my edge now because now, like, now every fucking blab like Yankov can type like some kind of phrase into Midjourney and they get some amazing image. But like, I don't think it works like that. I think like if you're an artist and you have been studying art, looking at art or whatever, like, then you should should see this at, as like a. a huge advantage because like you still have like the advantage because like you understand and know art you 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 got it in your heart you feel it and and like you will always have like if you know how to draw something you will still have an advantage over someone like me who is just experimenting with it for fun and and i'm happy that i can get like good results for things i could never have dreamed of but i don't think like uh AI will uh, will will like uh, be like uh, something where artists will lose. It, the only artists, in my opinion, that will lose are, are those that are stubborn and they see it as like a, as like something that will 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 take their bread away or something. Like um, a good artist should see it as just another tool that will make them even better. And they will have always like if you're a good artist and you have like taste for art. And have been been doing it all your life, like you will always have like a 100x uh, advantage over people like me who are just playing with it for fun or something. So I don't think it's a threat. Yeah, I think you stole the words out of my mouth, which is this is just another tool. I mean, just if you go back and listen to this entire spaces, I mean the the amount of attention to detail, the pride in their work, the training of the AI, and just the amalgamation of all of those pieces coming together is why something like this was able to come to fruition, in my opinion, right? Obviously, I'm not a professional uh, AI expert by any stretch. But at the same time, you know, it. I do love what you're saying because it serves as inspiration for, and I hope that whether it's this space is the project or, or the future, it serves as inspiration for future artists and it, it's a foundation to to allow others, even like yourself, to, to be able to to put something out there into the universe and, and let the market judge 
uh, if it's viable or not. I mean, this is really, really amazing what has been compiled, uh, in my opinion. And it's, it's really, really, uh, I mean, to hear that you've done photography for 30 years and your technological advancement and prowess is, is next level. So like, this is, this is just a, an, an amazing amalgamation and I'm really, really happy. I see Justin out in the, in the, in the crowd there. I'm glad that a platform like Braindrops has been able to facilitate such genius to, to percolate and that level of, um, uh, I'm looking forward to more that comes out and the discovery of brilliant and brand new artists is, is something that I think this space is desperate for and it's going to be amazing what blows our mind in the next 12 to 18 months yeah, yeah i mean I, I, oh, sorry, sorry go ahead no i mean the, the only thing i don't want to talk about the collection value i mean in terms of like what's going up and down but i i do hope that when we go forward five years and you know this is like the commonplace that then the thoughts when you go five years forward and then you go your head five years backwards that this might be seen as one of the first kind of collections that hints as the at the artistic pos- possibilities of actually then starting to do with that and that might have some kind of value i hope i mean the other thing is i've heard of it from from numerous people who had the courage to come up here on stage today i mean you're serving as an inspiration and you know whether it becomes generational or a formidable force in the future is TBD. But at the very least, you're affecting people and collectors and, and creating an emotional connection to your art. And as a collector, it's very admirable. And I think that when you put that much time, attention, and passion into a project, it definitely shows. So thank you for, for what you have contributed. And, and I think I speak for all, if not most people here, is we look forward to to what the future holds because if you put in that much drive and and thought into it it's i can only imagine what what comes up the next one yeah i do want to thank the justin so justin's here so i mean this process when i was talking with you know justin and braindrops guys i was presenting them a number of ideas so i was also presenting something completely different and then i'm sure if then justin would have said hey let's do this something completely different this collection would not exist. So this would does not exist without, you know, the braindrops fault. So so then Justin and Jean. So the thanks then goes to them. Plus the kind of the visibility. If I they would have done done this by myself, I'm sure it they wouldn't have then received as much as much attention. So exactly what what's been said about the importance and then value of you know a kind of. Uh, platform service then like them 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 brain drops is then is then also then um um essential here yeah i mean it's it's honestly like a, a perfect storm of you know amazing leadership we uh, know from justin and the brain drops team and you know you guys have been just working just executing uh for you know a long time now uh, I've, I've been watching and so congrats on that and the recognition of uh, AI art and then okay, your, your project here and, and kind of finding a formula that seems to have resonated quite widely. So we're all really excited to see where this goes, both for AI art, AI slash photography art. I mean, what's crazy to me is that uh, I was, I think I said at the beginning, like the technology is rapidly evolving, right? And with every new evolution in the technology, you get 
almost like a new genre or new medium of art. So uh, this will be really cool to see and I'm excited to see it. And for all the folks who want to just participate, you know, of course they're artists, but like pretty soon creativity, I think like that Claire Silver quote is really saying like creativity is going to be the thing that matters the most, not necessarily, um, uh, you know, there's so many new tools that are going to come out. Like if you have the reps with it, you'll be able to create really cool stuff. So uh, I think it's it's going to be an amazing time for all of us. Uh, so I, you know, with that, I I want to wrap it up. I just want to say thank you so much, Rope. Uh, thank you to everyone listening, everyone who listens to this later, uh, the Brain Drops team, everyone that really made this uh, happen. We appreciate you all. Uh, please uh, check out uh, Rope check out brain drops uh, hop in there discord uh, check out collector's corner uh, give us a follow check out our newsletter uh, follow jared and uh, follow uh, me aston cloud if you'd like and we, we just appreciate everybody this has been a really great time so yes i would return to everyone for the, having the patience then to listen to me and i i want to thank for the opportunity then to be able to come here so yeah, thank you for staying up late. Thank you to your family for letting you stay up late. <laughs> so, um, with that, we'll we'll see you all next time. We'll have this recorded out on the podcast as well. Take care, everybody. Thanks all. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.